light my Palo Santo as Matt tells you in depth what happened to him involving a homeless man and a bush. Okay, I was walking to Ralph's, new grocery store for me. I have not been there mm-hmm. ever. Neither so, have I, to be honest with you. It, it's it's nice. I mean, not, I don't know. It's not Ralph's Italian ice. No, it's not. I don't know what that is. There. Oh, that might be a Long Island thing. That's a Long Island Never thing. Never mind. I can't do a tangent this early on in the podcast. We have Rita's. Han, Han, homeless man bush. So I'm walking, and this guy just jumps out of the bush. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, my God. I turned around, and then he's just, like, laughing. Like, he just wanted, he he just you, wanted to chat. It wasn't, he wasn't violent. He just wanted to chat, but it was enough to scare the shit out of me. For, and that was your second. first. That was your first homeless person experience out here since yeah. moving from New York. Yeah. Well, actually, we had one a few weeks ago, or a few months ago. Which one? When we were we were walking to get a smoothie, and this guy was walking across the street, and he's like, they always let the white man walk first. <laughs> and he was screaming at us like eight in the morning. Oh, last trip. <laughs> yeah, in November. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, time has been flying. This 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 shit is burning, dude. The fire alarms might go off at this know, one, right? man. We are cleansing spirits. We also have... Uh, Emily, um, my new um, uh, animation assistant, on the mic as well. If you would, if you would like to say hello. Hello, my name's Emily. <laughs> I'm an animator from hell Wisconsin. Yeah. From Wisconsin, and you and I have been working together for officially, I guess, uh, two months. Yeah, just about like beginning of the year, beginning of 2021. What do you think about? The world that I'm living so far. What do you think about the cool man universe besides my squeaky chairs? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, that's gonna be such an issue. Maybe I should grab a different chair. No, it's all right. We could. Uh, um, everyone listening, just tune it out. All right. With that Palo Santo. Um, what What was the question? Oh, uh, you asked me what I thought about your universe. What do you think? I think it's pretty cool. All right, I'm glad. <laughs> um, I'm glad it's definitely you. better than anything I found out in Wisconsin, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, it's definitely been a great opportunity to just like dive into something that's fun and not corporate. Mm, I'm glad to have you here. I mean, Matt, Matt knows, you know, Matt's been following the journey that I've been on for years and, uh, we met in college like years before the whole animation thing even took off and i think this was this was the logical next step for me mm-hmm. i was i was getting spread thin boy i was yeah. like uh you're doing a lot you got a lot of stuff going on i was drowning i was drowning and just to prove how much i was drowning we literally reverted how this podcast is done back to square one i went through a whole ass i mean i already talked about this on the podcast but where else could you see a show go through all four stages just to go back to the fucking drawing board, bro. And like Matt was on the show when it was a show version back in November. Is that strange from a creator perspective? It has to be a little fucked up. Mm, I feel like as a creator, you're always like reinventing yourself. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm surprised that it didn't blow up because I thought it was just really well done. And I still think it's well done, but I'm not surprised that, you because you're you're a businessman you understand like what goes in what comes out so i think from your perspective you probably saw so much was going into it Mm -hmm. and maybe you weren't getting everything you wanted out of it so it makes sense to do it this way because it feels like it's more fun for you it's more chill it's more uh, authentic i feel like almost in a way because yeah i did see i was like okay this is like 
you know, the way I put it was like, there's good learning curves where you're like, all right, like the amount of shit that I'm, the amount of energy I'm putting into something is worth it. And you know, it will all kind of work out in the end. And then there's a different type of learning curve when it's like almost counterproductive with how, which how, with how much work and energy you're putting into it, um, where it's not even like risk reward isn't the word. Um, it's just like the, the outcome of it all doesn't necessarily match like the energy you're putting into it. And you could argue that if I kept that shit up for like another year, maybe it would have found its footing, but I almost feel like I rather put that energy into my main gig, which is what I realized and just keep this, like this podcast, this audio, super chill. Uh, Emily is the new addition to the family. We're fucking tackling animation. Like it's nothing and great content is being made. And, um, it's kind of like sobering to almost come back to square one and be like, this is what it is. I just republicized, like I was telling you, all my second channel podcast videos. And I'm like gonna just roll with it. Just kind of own this version of what it is. And I'm almost curious if you've ever done, dealt with something like that, Matthew. If you've ever tried something and we're like, shit, I'm gonna go back to square one. I'm gonna... I'm going to remodel this. I'm going to revisit the original idea because I almost feel like it's a universal uh, content creator. Uh, what's the word? Uh, not issue, but emotion that we all go through where we give shit a try. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, you know? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like I go through that all the time. I'm, I'm always trying to figure out what's working, what's not. Um, I've noticed when I sit on an idea for a couple of weeks, I normally have a better, um, I, I normally have a better grasp on if it's a good idea or not. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll get like, I'll, I'll drink cold brew and I'll be super wired and I'll be like, Oh my God, I'm gonna do this, this, this is, and I think I'm like a genius and I think like I figured it out. And then two weeks later, if I haven't done it yet, I like reassess the situation and I'm like, wow, I, I don't want to do that at all. Like, yeah. what was I thinking? That yeah. happens to me all the time. Yeah, but you're also in a stage in your life where you should be trying everything. You should see what sticks. I mean, I'm I'm in the same stage where I'm just like, all of 2020, I spent like seeing what sticks to the wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, I mean, when done the right way, like, you don't get bogged down with all the energy. Like, it, was, it just turned into a whole bandwidth thing. But you, you're in a stage where, I mean, we should, let's start there. Like, I don't know if we even got to really diving in which was the problem with the show the show was very fast paced moving i didn't like how we didn't get to get down to it let's get down to it who are you what are you doing um and then i could kind of like give some extra contact because you you've always been my buddy but from a professional standpoint like what would you want to tell my my listeners what you're up to in your life yeah um i so i'm 24 turning 25 next month a month from tomorrow today yeah about um you're gonna, you're gonna turn 24 when you're out here 25 yeah 25 when yeah. you're out here oh crazy right i didn't know that okay yeah okay, okay. <laughs> hell yeah another part of the reason why i came out was you know don't want to be stuck in new york you know uh, i live in new york normally and i'm here for a couple months just feeling it out um you know i just wanted to get away switch it up a little bit and uh yeah i do a lot of stuff at my my daytime job, I work in Nickelodeon and then my like after hour stuff, I work with Dan sometimes, work with some other YouTubers. 
I do some um, writing on the side. Like I kind of do a lot of different things and um, you do a lot of different things too, but your concentration is all like in your brand. Mm. My, I don't have a brand, like my shit fluctuates like crazy. So it's really interesting because we kind of come from similar backgrounds. Mm -hmm. We went to the same school together. We met in New York. Pace University. And it's funny. Yeah, it's funny how we've, uh, we've taken different paths and kind of like, you know, still wind up working together and all that stuff. So you laughed when I said Pace University. <laughs> Why did. is that the reaction? Because it's laughable. <laughs> uh, uh, he made it all the way through. I dropped out. Yeah. You saved a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It was rough. You didn't have it. Did you have any at least good, good stories? Uh, the extra two years you got out of it than, than I did? Not really. Cause I feel like you just, did the smart thing and came in for the parties <laughs> uh, yeah and i i'll admit i did have fomo um w- when graduation happened you did you graduate emily of course okay yeah i there was there was fomo on my part when i saw everybody wearing those but caps I and gowns my graduation because of covid I, oh shit really yeah so um uh we had the option to walk in the summer in wisconsin that's a big deal because it's frigid in the middle of December and like sure. you can't take nice pictures so I decided that I was going to wait until the summer of 2020 which was a terrible idea because I could have walked if I because I graduated in December 2019 oh wow. damn you fucked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but I think it was meant to be because my mom wow. missed her graduation ceremony for college as well why she decided not to go. She had started her job and decided just not to go. And so wow, that's she was badass. like, Emily, you have to do your, like, you have to go to your graduation. And then you this know, happened. That's <laughs> so, cr- so like my sister also missed her graduation. So, and my sister is the sibling below me. So my parents are getting chumped out, man. They have yet to experience a graduation. Like yeah. uh, I didn't graduate. She couldn't graduate because of COVID. You know, who knows what's going to happen to Will. I, I don't. <laughs> Will's probably, his modeling career might take off. Yeah. <laughs> My brother Will has a big uh, bump. Juicy Buns Incorporated. He has a, he, for some reason, he has a large butt. We don't know why. It's huge. And I love, I just love talking about it. <laughs> he Malik told me this re- recently and I can't get over it. Uh, everybody go on Instagram. <laughs> What's his username? Just spam him. Let's with do this thing. I'm going to look up his username. Um, we we got to tell the backstory about how you came to know he has a juicy bottom, dude. That's is the this, best part. Is this all natural? All nat- He's had work done. No, it's all natural. <laughs> um, Will Casal is his name. Um, so if everybody listening to this goes to uh, at Will W-I-L-L underscore Casal, my last name, C-A-S-A-L-E, and just like DM him and saying, say what? <laughs> Juicy buns? Yeah. <laughs> Juicy buns. Short and sweet. DM him saying Juicy buns. We'll make his day. But one day at graduate, for speaking of graduation, it was my littlest brother Jake's graduation from elementary school. And uh, this might have been in his juiciest buns era. <laughs> Uh, Will and we're all there, older siblings supporting our youngest brother Jake. And Will had his, uh, he had he had khakis on, <laughs> belt, and collared shirt tucked in. And I look over and I never really realized, but it was like the Kim Kardashian, like you could put a wine glass <laughs> on it, sort of thing. 
And I was like, maybe it's just me who notices this. And I'm like, ah, all right, that's weird. And then my, my neighbor, Gerald, <laughs> on our, our next door neighbor, who's just this like 45 year old big dude, looks like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, comes over and he goes like, damn, Will, you got an ass. <laughs> and I was like, D- I'm crack, I'm dying laughing. And, and I think it's slimmed down over the years, like maybe like muscle tone came into play at a certain point, but dude had a donk, dude. And he was like 13 years old. <laughs> Didn't make any sense. You're the best brother ever, man. Yeah, you're a real good guy. And I hope you enjoy all those DMs. Um, but yeah, uh, how did we get on this? Graduation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what, how that happened. I mean, listen, man. I uh, I remember being having a little FOMO when I saw all you guys graduate. But at the end of the day, I think it was my path just to drop out. Um, but there's no difference, I almost feel like, because... You were still working throughout college, um, which kind of trans. It, it, it acts as a good segue into why why I thought it'd be a good idea to have you over, which is like talking about New York City versus L.A. Forget about during like times of COVID, but during times of COVID as a fucking creator, as like an artistic dude and uh, or gal, like. You know, Emily came from Wisconsin to L.A. She skipped New York. She didn't even think. New York was an option. Maybe you weren't attracted too to the cold. To too cold. You're from Wisconsin. What are you talking about? I was trying to escape the cold. Why do you think I yeah. came here? Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah see, and New York was. I I just got sick once a month in New York because of how cold it was. Exactly. Like every month, at least one cold or one fever. Yeah. So, and when ever since I came out here in July 2020, dude, could you not? I haven't been sick once. Really, I have no taste or smell right now. So that's. Really? No, I'm kidding, dude. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Knock on wood. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, bro. You didn't tell me you got COVID right now. Imagine um, that soon. Dude, listen, man. I, uh, yeah, no, I've I've been playing it safe out here, but it's just wild to think that during the year of Corona, I, I have literally haven't gotten sick. And every other year in New York, like clockwork, once a month, even during the, the warm season, spring, summer, I would get sick. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, it changes so rapidly there. Your body is mm-hmm. not used to it. I feel the same way. Like, you know how how we'll have those random days where it's like 60 degrees and it snows the next day? Your body yeah. is just like working overtime to like adjust. And it's just, I think that's, it just makes you get sick. But plus I feel like that the subway thing has to be just oh, like, yeah. like super spreader shit. Like, I feel like if anything, if masks are going to stay after COVID, it's going to be like in, in like a subway type setting. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine anyone going back into the subway like our age and like of our like conscious level of COVID? Like we're not freaking out about it, but we're also not like dismissing it. Like going into the New York City subway like in a year without a mask. I feel like that's that type of shit. You're going to you're going to throw that on if it's crowded. If it's not crowded, then maybe not. But like think sweaty New York yeah. City summer like even without COVID. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like without COVID, like, like throwing, like I, you know, motherfuckers are gonna be throwing on their masks. Yeah. I mean, during types like that type of setting post COVID. To some degree, I feel like we're all traumatized. Yeah. We have to be. But I'm saying like I almost feel like I got like a large part I got sick was probably because of the cold. But like those New York City type settings didn't help. You know what I mean? Like worst worst case public transportation type of 
I haven't been on the subway out here. This might be worst case. Um, but yeah, dude. So haven't been sick. I don't know if it has to do with the weather. I don't know if it has to do with like my lack of depression because of the weather, to be honest with you. But coming from like a creator who's from New York City, like what say you? Like what is your experience? And you're in an interesting spot because you just got to LA. You're giving it a shot. Two months out here living in an Airbnb, uh, which is how I did it in the beginning. Then I ended up staying a year and a half. Just putting that out there. But what what's going through your head in terms of like, you're giving it a shot. You see potential here um, in terms of your workflow and maybe your like your personal motivation. Like, what's going on in that that nog of yours? Well, yeah, as you said, it's it's early, but I've already felt pretty like happy knowing that when I'm done with my work, I can like go outside and like do these things. Like, I already feel more creatively inspired. And I've made more connections in this past like five days than I have in like a year in New York because of COVID. Yeah. Which, you know, a lot of it is because in New York, I was like freaking out a little bit, freaking out, like not seeing anybody here. I've been seeing some people more, not too bad, but like, you know, we've been going outside to bars and, you Mm -hmm. know, going on walks, stuff like that. Like it's a little bit easier to be safe here. So even that just talking to people and like having been connected to really cool people in the industry so far here has been very very interesting it's been like honestly just inspiring and like yeah it makes me think like when when i when i'm at home and i talk to people about the stuff i do a lot of my friends are like business people or like whatever like it feels like they almost don't fully understand me or like it's like I'm talking to them, but they probably don't really care the mm-hmm. same way as I wouldn't care about something business related. Mm-hmm. But here, everyone I've talked to, it feels like they speak my language mm. and it's, it's interesting. Do you feel that way too? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I forget who I was telling this to. Um, but yeah, like all my, everybody back home, like in my immediate family, um, is in business, not so much the arts. I mean, I've definitely gotten very lucky so I could, totally understand about like the whole like job security dynamic of it um but i mean shit dude like i don't don't even got a cousin that like plays guitar you know what i mean like i would have tons of commonality with just like uh someone who just like i don't know knew how to like jam out on on a guitar so it's like it is very and that's just my immediate family like everybody else like yeah it's like very um even the people that are uh like taking stabs at like content creation maybe they're new to it um i mean put bluntly like nobody is is on at my level in in uh in like my business where, where my business is at right now so it's tough to like like complain about the things that is going on in my life um like it's tough to have like a conversation with somebody back at home in new york uh about how tough it is to find an accountant that understands um, like all the content creation technicalities and like what it means to be getting, you know, a, a check from YouTube and and like how to quali- how to categorize that legally and and all that. Like nobody really, I think, can can I can I de- like uh, resonate with that. Um, and it's and it's like out here. Once I got out here and I made friends with like, you know, like Churdleys and. Um, you know, where I might go over to 
like Sir Spence's uh, hot tub tonight. Like um, really talented filmmakers, uh, Brittany Ray. Um, you know, my manager Max is out here. Like everyone is in this world together. Um, and everyone does speak the same language. You know, it's like everyone knows, even if they're not experiencing what they're talking about, they know someone that's going through what you're going through. Um, whether it's classic Hollywood shoots, movie making, show making, whatever to like YouTube, Twitch content creation, like it's all, it's all interconnected out here more so than I probably would have ever thought back in New York. I mean, I felt that like so quickly, especially with that group you were just mentioning who I've gotten to know this past week. And the thing I like about them is like, they're very like open about it and are like working to help each other out. Like they, I feel like there's this sense of understanding that people have towards each other here. Like everyone's working towards the same goal. And I think like, I, I, I respect the fact that they are like all working to help each other. It's not just like one sided, like they all have their crew and they have, they all act in each other's things and mm. they're like always together and you know, all that stuff. It's like little ecosystem. Yeah. Hunt, that's exactly the perfect way to put it in New York. It's not too much like that. It's I have a little not competitive a, in New York. Yeah. I, you know, they have like the photography meetups and shit like that. But do you know, like crews are like, I know? dude, I felt always felt like any sort of meetup is just ass dude. Like, I mean, it, it might be good if you're at a certain level. I mean, I hate to like, come at it with this energy you guys tell me but like i feel like you don't meet you you have to really luck out to meet like your bff like future collaborator at one of those things i think i think those types of things attract almost just lifelong amateurs (laughs) am i wrong no no you're right you're right (laughs) got an opinion i mean i don't know if you're gonna show up to one of those things then maybe there's someone else there that's in that same mindset i'm saying yeah if you're lucky right if, hopefully yeah have you ever gone have she you ever done she runs never, the meetups bro i've never <laughs> gone to this meetup uh, meeting up with strangers from online not my jazz yeah that's what i'm saying like it, it almost uh it, like the whole canvas is it, it's like it's gonna be weird more often than not like but it might be fun you know like Totally. If you want to, if scenario. you want to just hang out with some people, maybe if you're not taking it seriously. I just, yeah. I'm just talking about like when I would go to like I've been to a few of those New York City like photography meetups and um, because like I was I never was a photographer but I was with always with like a buddy who was a photographer and it was kind of cringe to me, man. Like <laughs> I don't know, like I maybe because it was I felt out of place, but like you know what it was just clout chasey at the end of the day they're all like oh what's your instagram follow like follow me back blah, blah, blah. it's like you're there for the wrong reasons yeah like you should you shouldn't be going there for that and it's it's almost like a very anti like gary v like gotta hustle and follow everybody who follows you but it's like i don't know man like you're not gonna meet any like homies you're not gonna meet any like lifelong collaborators at those things unless you're lucky like i said you might luck out like yeah but you and i met through college yeah you know me and jacob who's another huge collaborator in my life uh slight blur on instagram like you know we met in in philosophy class 
Wait, okay, but here's another perspective. Yeah. Coming from like someone like myself who came from the middle of the country. Mm. Like, I didn't go to school with people that were looking to like make money off of content or like put stuff out. Like, even the art school I went to was fine artists. Like, they were people who were producing like strictly paintings, paintings or sculpture yeah. or prints. And so that type of like opportunity to just meet someone in my classroom that was going to end up being like a very successful content creator was just not something that was available. Mm-hmm. So you're saying <laughs> it you're- wasn't at our school either. <laughs> <laughs> you would think it would be in our school, but it was not in our school in the, in the, in the most creative city on the planet. But I would- know what you mean, but I, I, I totally when get you're what you desperate mean. and you're looking for like that group of people, like you'll go on the internet and go online and try to find those people. Yeah, totally. I, I, you know, and I almost like, I almost think back to like when I just got into New York City and I'm a freshman in in college, I'm like 17 years old and I did sign up for meetup.com, which was like, you know, meetup.com? No. Nobody listening to this podcast should go on it. Yeah, I might not be. I I don't know because (laughs) I never went to one of these things, but... Um, I was, oh wait, I do know Meetup. Yeah, you type in your interests. So I, I typed yeah. in like filmmaking, uh, museums, and I typed in like beatboxing. I was like, I want to meet some cool beatboxers, <laughs> and I never went on any of these because you the, just scarred from the beatboxing convention <laughs> is what it comes down to. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, it was like I never went into any of these because like you you would get emails and and the the forums would be like attached to the emails, and you're like, these are like fifty year old like dudes you know like so but in 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 like regards to like a college setting you want to make a special film yeah 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 that's where i got the setting that's where i got the saying your specials from uh clarence from minnesota at the beatbox convention but no midwest slander here sorry sorry emily um yeah no i think uh i think if you're at a certain place i think i just used tinder to meet new people when i was in college dude before Bumble BFF, <laughs> before Bumble BFF, um, let's move on to uh, what you think of California. It's nice here. I mean, what's your first impression? Do you think you're gonna say say someone came to you and said, "Matt the Bat, where should I live? I'm from the moon. I'm from Mars. Mm-hmm. I'm a creative little alien boy or gal. Where should I move? Which coast? Damn." Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought I brought in some intergalactic uh, unbiased. I mean, fuck! A screw just fell off this mic, dude. <laughs> it's it's different for everybody, I guess. But if this alien was for Moon was like a content creator, I would say I would say go to New York, learn to grind, mm-hmm. learn to hustle, don't sleep, be awake run around like i feel like that was a really like integral part of for you anyway too like moving in new york you know like having that experience of kind of being unhappy (laughs) yeah like because there's a lot of unhappiness in new york honestly i mean there's unhappiness everywhere but new york is very stressful and i feel like a lot of times i made some of my best things when i was stressful like when Mm. i was working in a coffee shop then going to school 
and then hating my life so much that I was like, I got to find a way out of this and like making little animations in my room. Like those are some of the times that, that I made the best stuff is when I was just completely miserable and looking for a way out. Uh, and I got to learn the mindset of like New York from a business perspective where it's, you know, it's very, uh, it's a hustle Mm -hmm. to get an internship, to do all this stuff. And then I think like once you've built that base up, LA is a good place to go because then you have like, you have the drive, you have the hustle. Whereas like here it's a little, it's a little bit more, it's a little slower. Mm. People are a little bit more relaxed here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I think, I think that would be cool. As for me, I don't know where I would go, you know, long-term I got to still figure it out, but well, you want to travel the world it. almost, huh? Yeah. I would love to. What, what makes yeah. you, cause that's never really like attracted me as a lifestyle, but what is it like, yeah. Like if you were to sell me on it, I guess, what would, what would it be? What is it? What, what is it about that type of lifestyle that attracts you? Uh, I like, I really like exploring new places. I really like geography. Mm-hmm. Like I truly, I love geography. I love learning about, like I love finding streets, directions. I love buildings. I love houses, like all that kind of stuff. I love like learning where things are and finding a way to get there, finding new spots. Like I love that kind of stuff. So for me, like learning about a new city is one of like the coolest things you could possibly do for Mm. me. And then also it's like being out of your comfort zone and finding, you know, uh, new inspirations everywhere. There's something very special about just being dropped in the middle of a spot where you have no idea where you are. Right. Yeah. Don't it's, it's, uh, it's like, fuel for writing it's fuel for uh discomfort shout out yes theory seek discomfort Mm -hmm. like that the really that's been my mindset as i've been here like if i'm feeling uncomfortable about something i think like no i'm just seeking discomfort and i'm learning from it i'm growing from it and like right that's why a lot of big reason why i went out because i've never been off of the coast for more than you know two weeks my whole life yeah so yeah like i've always been in new york and grew up outside of new york so it's like you know, that's just, I think it's like all finding things to write about, meeting new people, mm-hmm. new perspectives. That's how I felt when I moved to New York in the first place. And then coming here, I'm like relearning. And I think that anywhere I go, I can take a bit of where I'm I, where I'm at and then I could expand further and make myself a better person, a better artist, all that stuff. Like, do you find new inspiration being in LA? I mean, my life has changed so radically since New York it's uh it's not it's like not even like nostalgic um like I can't even be nostalgic about New York I I feel like nostalgia only applies to like at least for me when you like leave college and you're like 40 minutes away from college and you're back in your hometown and you're like man like I wish I could just time travel back in time and do that but like like my how I look at New York is almost like how one would look at like their wedding day. It's like what a wonderful time, but it's nothing like that anymore. And it's such a different thing. And now I'm like 50 years old sitting on my porch, like looking back at that, like those are fun memories, but like, I can't say I relate to those days anymore. Like it's just such a different time. And I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know when I'm going to go back. Um, Like, you know, originally I just came out here, as I've said probably so many times on this podcast, which 
it was just supposed to be a three month trip. I was supposed to skip out on the rest of New York City winter and go back in March of 2020, which is exactly when the world ended. So I've literally been playing improv ever since I got out here and you know, that turned into like an eight month Airbnb stay, which turned into a one month or one year lease at this current spot in Hollywood. And I'm just like, like, I'm so in it right now. Like I'm so focused, so laser focused, which even if I had everything the same in New York, let's say I had the same apartment, the same like spot at where I'm at in my life, in my career, in my art, but in Manhattan, I don't think I could be as focused, to be honest with you. Like, I think something about like having a car and, and not exactly having to worry about catching a train and um, like the hustle and bustle of New York is really great, like you said, for for learning that grind and learning that hustle and, and coming up and um, like really learning to just take shit and learn that life is not fair and that subway train ain't going to wait for you and, you know, sweating through your clothes and like, you know, just like, I don't know, like being drunk and upset at four in the morning, just like, wow, life sucks right now. Hmm. And then you do that for five years and you come here and it's just a little bit of like, not only is it a change of pace and it is dropping you into like a brand new location that just ever so organically resets your mind and your energy but like it almost acts as like a little bit of that uh i don't want to say band-aid but it's almost like uh what's the word it's like a sip of coffee after like a hangover yeah you know what i mean it's like that revitalization it's it's uh um it's just like that hey like you're good everything's gonna be all right like focus now and i'm like and maybe that'll change in another five years. I, I'm already like, I've been only in Hollywood for six months. I'm pretty jaded of Hollywood. Uh, but like, you know, I, I think my next place will probably be in like Silver Lake or, or, or Venice, just like more um, side street vibes. But like, I could be totally over California as a whole in like two, three, four, five years. Where will the next spot be? I don't know. Um, which maybe that's to your point, like what is attractive about changing it every few months uh all over the world but yeah man i can't say i miss new york city which is so weird for me to say uh new york city was always my dream to live there like yeah. growing up it was always my dream and and then i did that and then, what do you do when you did that dream you know what's next and that was like what i got a little scared of and and kind of what i thought i would just like give a shot by coming out here for a few months and then I think in a weird way, Corona acted as that perfect excuse for me to live here, to be honest with you. Yeah, totally. Like my, my, my mom and dad would have freaked out if I told them I was packing up and leaving in a normal world. But Corona acted as like that, hey, I can't come back. And it's like that once in a lifetime, like it's, it's through a horrible, horrible atrocity of an excuse. But I'm like, mom, dad, Corona, I can't come back. You know, like, and it's like, oh, like, okay, like, let's just wait for this to be over who the fuck knows when this is going to be over? I'm, I'm out here. I, I'm tied into a lease at least until August. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's just like, it kind of happened in the perfect way, to be honest with you. Like, I couldn't have planned this better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but in general, like, LA is infinitely better than New York right now to be in. Like, well, like what? Yeah, like, in what ways could you pinpoint it? Because you've only been here, like, a few days, like, including, yeah. like, the last trip, like, like what what's the list 
of comparison. I mean, the, the biggest thing is the weather. The yeah. biggest thing is the weather and the space. Like, New York already has such a gritty feel to it. And, like, we're in Hollywood. This is gritty, too. But New York is just somehow dirtier. I don't know how. Like, I think it's because it's rain and there's there's actually a lot more trash on the street surprisingly there's more tents here and stuff but like everyday trash in the street like i don't really see that much even in the grittiest part right like i don't know there's do a, lot see of trash a lot of trash you don't live where i live <laughs> you have a lot of trash there oh yeah really i think you chose the one thing that's where it's worse here <laughs> really yeah it's, yeah like skid huh. row type vibes oh yeah okay i guess yeah okay but i haven't talked like trash anytime bags. there's like a slight just gust of wind trash comes my way i don't know see i'm i guess i'm more thinking like and this is probably something more in downtown whereas like here the buildings are smaller like in brooklyn or manhattan like we used to live in financial district and those buildings are tall and the streets are thin it's just like a wind tunnel of like shit and trash that's true like i haven't seen that yet but i as i said i've only been here a couple days but i don't know the weather the weather is like the biggest thing because like if it's cold in New York, you're quarantining. You can't just go and have that. We talked about this the other day, but you can't just go to like your favorite pub and grab some whiskey and, you know, a pretzel and hang out with your friends. Like mm-hmm. that's what we would do, you know, like get toasty in a, in a bar and like mm-hmm. chill. You can't do that not right now unless you are fearless about Corona and things just opened up. So like, that's only recently a possibility. Yeah, and like twenty five percent capacity over there, right? Yeah, and here you can at least like you know we sat outside at Saddle Ranch and like you know like you can go for a hike, all that stuff. Like if you don't have a car in New York, what do you, how are you doing that? Yeah. You know, like here you can, you always know someone who has a car. That's another thing. Like you have a car, you've been driving me around. My roommate has a car. Like yeah, you probably have a car too, right? Yeah, like so. Yeah, it is. It's almost like. After I've been living out here for a year, I almost can't fathom going back right now and living like that, to be honest with you. Like, like just from like a convenience shift, and maybe that's how people stay out here their entire lives. Because they can't see not having a car. You know, they can't see... Wow, you like, decoded it. <laughs> you, well, th- that, and also they can't see just having seasons. And I'll never forget, like, I, I met a... Um, very talented writer out here um and she was i remember when i was talking to her this is like during my first la trip my first like la trip in 2018 i was like totally new to this place i didn't know what was going on met her through max her name's l'oreal and i was like and she's from manhattan and she's killing it out here as a writer writing for tv shows and and i'm like what's the biggest difference coming from manhattan to here and she's like honestly like i never forgot this dude honestly you just lose track of time because there's no such thing as seasons and that wow. always blew my mind because wow. that's weird in new york or anywhere else really you're like oh that was a nice winter memory you're like sludging through the snow and like building snowmen oh that's a nice fall memory you have middens on beanie having hot ha- apple cider summer memory spring memory out here pretty much all the same every day and in a way it's very comforting to me to have that consistency um i said that so weird but consistency Mm -hmm. there we go um like it's almost like the less variables of change from like stuff you can't control like the weather um just leads to a much more controlled lifestyle and for someone with like 
minor OCD like me, I love that. You know, it rained today for the first time in months, and that freaked me out because I'm like, fuck. <laughs> now I can't, like, I had a whole plan to, like, go to the coffee shop down the block where you work outside of and and just write. And I'm like, I can't do that now. Now I got to fucking get into the mindset of doing that in my apartment. And my dingy, like, I, and yeah, what was I getting at? Yeah, that's like, that's like every day in New York. It's like there's some condition that you're looking out for. Like, you're trying to shoot a movie. Oh, you have a timeline because it's about to get cold in two weeks. Right. In two weeks, you know, the weather's going to shift. It's going to, or it's a summer, you know, you're filming scene in the subway. You got to shoot that right right now because it's about to be really hot in the subway yeah and it's about to be really gross and like here i as you said like it feels like it's just one you just keep going and things are a little bit more like uh less on condition like things are a little easier and that i mean that's why the film industry exists here totally yeah it's just easier it's just easier all around it's almost like i almost feel like a little bit of like a bitch for saying like yo like i love how easy it is like I don't know why that falls hand in hand like it's so easy to live here because of the weather i feel like the new york and the new yorker inside of me like screams being like you're like weak you know what i mean like yeah i mean you come from like one of the coldest states in the world (laughs) we talk about this all the time i feel like it's like a coping mechanism is just talk about like how weak other people are because like they can't handle the weather and like I mean, I totally feel you on this whole, like, every day is the same, but my friends, every single time they call me up, have to remind me. And that's how I keep track of my seasons, I think. <laughs> They're like, Get that secondhand oh, season. did you know that it's 13 degrees today? And I was like, no, I didn't. Thanks for yeah. reminding me. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, I didn't even know it turned March the other day. You know what I mean? Like in New York, when it turned March, it was huge. You're like, oh, yeah. this is like a spring month, kind of. Today, today they had like sun for the first time in like months. Like when I was just there, it was snowing for like two months. Right. Like the you were. spring. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the worst you get here is like June gloom or whatever they say. Like that's not <laughs> even, it's not even bad. It's just overcast, right? Like what's, you know. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, yeah. Because I remember like growing up, like I would get legit. And I don't know why this ever was. But like I just had that very natural seasonal depression disorder, bro. And like, like as early as I can remember in my life, I would get very sad when like summer was over started getting like a little chilly i hated that transition into winter because i guess to me i don't i don't know i think that just meant the end of like like good vibes no school like because really during the summertime i would create like videos and school coming back into it meant it was such a huge disruption to my my life goal which was to turn into a career and then all of a sudden like i would have to start waking up at five in the morning and I also had horrible self-esteem and self-confidence issues so like you know just something about going into I think you were a much cooler kid than me in high school because like I would go into school dude in middle school and I would literally just be a mute and I would just like <laughs> like shiver inside my cardigan and just like wish just to be home dude just so I could be creating and I think I honestly I, I think I just solved it like out loud here I never really put two and two together <laughs> but therapy yeah yeah like it, that, I think that's literally why because it marked the end of like me just being able to like film be on YouTube talk on Skype to my friend my YouTube friends and then go back to like reality for like yeah. eight months 
and you know, I would like take like a four hour nap when I got home. Like my day was, my days were shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was such like a creative kill. Um, and just the fact that being out here, like, you know, like I didn't even process that it was February. February was always the worst month, man. Like yeah. February was like, there's no end in sight to this cold weather. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's and, bad. <laughs> you know, it's like, and there's no holidays to even look forward to. Now it's just like, yeah, it's just like 70 degrees. What's up? What are you going to do? Fucking go for a little hike, a little bike ride, you know? Yeah. Possibilities just, are endless. Possibilities are endless. It's such a, it's such, it affects your mood wildly. Right. Yeah. I mean, just like, uh, think about the terrain of LA. Like, I mean, it's, it's in a desert. Mm. So you can be outside at night and be cool and cool down, but also not be freezing. You can go to a mountain, go for a hike. You can go to the water, go for a swim. Yeah. You can be on flat ground. You could be on hills. You could like. There's so many different options. Like. So it sounds like you're gonna tell that alien from Mars <laughs> to come here. Yeah, maybe. I would probably tell him like, go, uh, not go to Hollywood, but I would tell him to go somewhere. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's such a <laughs> tough question. No, I tell him to come here so he could just. Like I mean, learn. you just had that bad experience with the bush, man. Yeah, no, I mean, it's. <laughs> I'm just adjusting, you know. It's like it's gonna be a lot of adjusting for a couple weeks, but um, I mean, oh, I didn't just have that one. I had more experiences since then. Like what? Well, I woke up at 5 a.m. today to a guy screaming under my window, saying he was gonna kill someone. Nice. Yeah, and I don't know if he was talking to someone else, but it was like. I mean, it was, like, scary to wake up to that. Like, my window was closed, and I heard him through the window. You need that fan, bro. You I need, need that electric fan from CBS. I'm about no. to solve that whole thing, dude. Turn that on. Get a little, like, dome thing. Little... Yeah, it was, I mean, it was It was nuts. That is wild. I feel like nuts. you just tune it out eventually, you know? It's like... Yeah, I feel safe in my actual apartment. It's just, like, it's just getting used to the street sounds, you know? Like, because, I, I mean, I've lived in... Brooklyn for like five years at this point, four years at this point. I lived in Manhattan for two years. Like, it's not like I'm afraid of homeless people. I just, it's afraid, uh, I'm afraid of not knowing the streets well enough to be able to like get away kind of deal. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just that fight or flight like response that anybody has in a new environment. I would get that same way if I was in a mountain, like with, you know, with things I don't know about, like snakes or like, but like, there's all these different things like, you know, like you don't know homeless people. To no, no. It's just it's the idea of not knowing your surroundings well enough. And once I know my neighborhood more, like it's already started to get better. Like I'm already like just I know where I'm going and like I don't have to be like, you know, you're always on guard in a new neighborhood regardless. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when I'm in my neighborhood in Brooklyn, I don't think twice. I'm like that stuff's happening that, all around me and I don't even think twice. That's the thing, because you could art. I feel like LA is definitely scarier in terms of homeless people than New York. And yeah. they both have homeless people issues, but I think it's much worse in LA and they're much more like they'll it's it's freaky like over here. Like that is the major downside. Like They're they're way more social. Like they social? they want to they want the you use. Well, yeah, they want to interact with you a lot more. I mean, in New York, I feel like they're very quiet. They're like, very to themselves. I I Social is interesting. I mean, I feel like they just want to murder us out here. 
Yeah, maybe vocal. I don't know, like just vocal. generally vocal. Like you yeah. don't you don't hear people yelling that much in New York. Yeah, but what what I was saying was I almost feel like yes, like it's a new element in terms of like how different they are from New York homeless mm-hmm. culture. But like, yes, like the the whole idea of being like you don't have your street smarts here. Right, New York street smarts. I'm sure it it helps. It like applies here. Um, but it's not the same rules and you don't know where to go. You don't know like, all right, like who can I call if some shit goes down or like, Oh, I'll just hide in like that bar that I'm familiar with, like three and a half blocks down that way. Like you don't know the map. So like, I feel you on that because like you've only been out here a few days. I've been out here for a year. I still feel like, like when the elections were going down, I brought a pocket knife in me with the Uber because I was going over to my friend's house to watch the election results. And I'm like, I guess I should bring a pocket knife. And I told my, uh, my hair cutter that, and she was cracking up at me. And I was just like, yeah, I sound like that classic, like freshman college girl in New York city who has like Mason or pocketbook, yeah. like, which might be more justified, but like, I don't know. Like I just, I feel like a scaredy cat because I just am so unfamiliar with the terrain. And, uh, I, this whole year I've just been so on edge with Corona, but also just like that little extra bit with, yeah, I don't know where I am. I don't know what goes down out here. I've been feeling like I'm just going to get into a fight every day, to be honest with you. Like, I'm just like always ready to throw hands. Yeah. I don't know why, but like, I never felt that way in New York, dude. Like, cause I just, I guess I was a native and I just like, didn't expect that to happen. Right. You know, or if, or if it were to happen, I'd just be like, so, like so tough guy about it. Cause I'm yeah. like, Oh, I'm, fuck i'm from here like out here it's like uh, take all my money yeah, you know? exactly how i that's exactly <laughs> you know? how i would describe it and citizen the app does not make anything better i downloaded citizen because of la dude in my Airbnb, I had in new york it's weird in new york here it's it's wet like what's happening is much scarier, much scarier and like huh? insane i didn't have it in new D- york dude today literally today I looked at my phone and it was like a hundred feet away and it was literally below my, like below my window pretty much. Yeah. It was like man with a knife. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like this is like, yeah. And the same thing happens here. Right? Like it's for crazy. sure. But I'm like five floors up. Like, but like when I was in Silver Lake, dude, I was like on the second floor and like speaking of like homeless people, like screaming, blood curling screams. Like, yeah. Like I was like, dude, it was like 4 PM one day. And I just hear like, like like zombie like will smith i am legend shit bro and i look outside my bedroom window and it's just this guy like having a horrible trip and like screaming and punching at the air but like i didn't have citizen until i was at that airbnb and like 70 cop cars fly like down my street four helicopters fly over my head and i'm like Oh, I need to know what's going on. And yeah. I, I like officially need to download this app and I downloaded it and I found out what was happening. It was like a fire or something, but like I've, that's excessive for a fire. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Helicopter. I've had that. I've had that ever since that app. And it's just like, does it ooh. make you more scared? I almost feel like ignorance, ignorance is bliss. Like I feel like I almost need to like, <laughs> I, I actually turned off notifications and I'm just like, <sighs> You check it if you uh, think someone's going down. Or... Yeah, but like, yeah, it is like ignorance is bliss. Like, I don't know if I should have it or not. Um, yeah, I don't have this app, and I feel 
fine. That's you don't great. have it? Really? Yeah. What's like a female's perspective of coming into LA from, from, from your hometown? Like, what do you, what are you feeling in terms of like danger threat level? I feel like you, I feel like any just like normal person can assess whether or not you're in like a dangerous area. And I think the confidence is key. Like I'm five foot four, like the average person is not gonna find me intimidating. So I try to just like keep my eyes up and like make sure I know what's going on around me. And so far that's worked out. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I knew that it was gonna be dangerous before I came here. I feel like it's just, you just gotta live it. You just gotta do it every day. Right, isn't it insane to think that these celebrities are around like I can't like it, it's one one thing that blows my mind is like and I when we were on the bikes I know I realized this in November it's like you'll be in Holly, uh, in Hollywood and you'll be seeing like the most sad like depressing you know these people are in utter despair uh, can't don't have anything to drink like eat whatever and are major drug addicts it's like the most sad thing ever you go two streets up and you have the most insane houses ever. Like it's crazy. Like um, there's nothing that like uh, my roommate was telling me he's from Oakland and he's like, yeah, there's like a highway that separates the neighborhoods pretty much. And like the, like it separates the really rich area from, from the lower class area. And there's a lot of problems there. And then the rich area, it's like nothing's happening, but here it's like, every neighborhood is is so vastly different it's really interesting and it's weird to think that these people are driving by in these insane cars and like yeah. are driving through these neighborhoods and like it just blows my mind i think like uh, it's just crazy to me did you feel the same way i didn't feel the like yeah that always blew my mind but i didn't feel like directly like a sense of guilt until i had my car and I'm at a traffic light and I'm like seeing this dude next to me, like, like picking up his clothes from the rainstorm before the night before. And I'm like in my car, like air conditioning on, like, and I'm like, this is like a tale of two worlds. And Casey Neistat tweets about this a lot um, because he's another native New Yorker who just came out here and... Fun fact, I almost took over his Tesla lease. Really? Um, yeah, like a month and a half ago. He, wow. he tweeted, like, anybody want to take over this Tesla lease? And I just got the Audi at, at this point. Oh. And I uh, I FaceTimed Sam Sheffer at the time. I'm like, should I take it over and just sell this Audi? He's like, honestly, yeah, you should. And I hit Casey Neistat up. I'm like, dude, I'll take it. And it's like 15 minutes after the tweet was posted. And he's like, all right, like, sure. Like, and I'm like, damn, I literally just got Casey Neistat's Tesla and are you going to do it? And I had to sign like a sell away my Audi. And then he gets back to me a few days later. He's like, all right. So there's one other guy that hit you up that hit me up before you. And I'm like, fuck dude, it's not mine anymore. And he got it. Oh, but man. it was like 15 Close. minutes. I'm like, who else is going to hit him? And I saw the worst thing was I was about to go on a run and I was scrolling on Twitter and I saw it as soon as he posted like, 30 seconds ago and it took me like 12 minutes to like think about whether or not it was a good decision but i think it's like i don't know man like your car is nice though so. like yeah like i love my car and i'm like also like oh, that would have been such a cr 
crazy move to have two cars in my parking spot, an Audi and a Tesla. Could have rented one to me when I was there. <laughs> and then I had to sell an Audi. I've never sold a car before. That would have been a whole. And then I would have had a Tesla on my lease, dude. It would have been, it would have been messy. It would have been worth it, but it would have been messy. Um, I forget but what I was getting. What at. is he? What does he talk about? You said he talks about something. Talks about the homeless issue a lot. Oh yeah. And he's from New York. You know, he's he's been hustling in New York like since we were babies, mm-hmm. and. He talks about like how absolutely insane um, his like view of like he actually moved from his house in Venice um, because of that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like he's like like even in a nice neighborhood in Venice, which is like bougie area, like people, homeless people are leaking into these like nice streets, and like I have a friend who is an attorney she does very well she lives in venice as well and like homeless people like setting up like their camps on their street like there's like two million dollar homes on these streets and the, there's like homeless people running around naked it's like that's the main difference from between la and new york like right that whole scene like when i first came here just like seeing tents was culture shock to me right i felt like i was in like a third world country like i remember like my brain couldn't compute it and uh, just seeing that was like, wow, like I'm not in New York anymore. Like this is what the, and it's only gotten worse because of COVID. So, um, but yeah, Casey and I stat tweets about this all the time. And he's just like, it's so bad here. I didn't know how bad it was because we are from New York. And right. This shit just doesn't exist out there. Right. You know what I mean? And there's just like permanent like structures, like on my block here, there's just a homeless person structure that hasn't moved since I moved here in August. Like nobody, th- nobody moves them. Like yeah, it's nobody. Like, it's hard to think about like how what like there. I understand why it's the this like situation has not been fixed because it's so complicated. It's yeah. unbelievably complicated for everybody, for residents, for government people, for police. It's for them. It's like there's so many different factors that go into it, and there's no answer. Like. It's crazy. It's just, it just will be like this. And it, it, it's, it's sad. Like sometimes we forget that and everyone's guilty of this. Like you see somebody and you think it's a disruption to your day when, you know, you're getting screamed at or someone's coming too close to you and they don't have a mask on and they're, you know, on drugs or whatever. And we think of it as like a major inconvenience. Cause a lot of times it is, Yeah, it's so hard. Like when you remember that these people are real people who are little kids and, you know, have probably had insanely traumatic things that have happened to them in the past. It's just, it's very, it's like when you, I feel like, and I've been, you know, it's been making me a little bit more thankful when I realize that. Cause I'm like, wow, I'm really lucky to be in the position I'm in because for sure, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's it right there. Just the whole perspective of it all. Like, yeah, I can't believe that, uh, I'm like, privileged enough to be able to just afford rent you know what i mean like it really does put it all kind of like in perspective in terms of basic ass life necessity um i'm really just like trying to figure out how to wrap it up on a positive note after all this to I, be I, have, with I have a positive note <laughs> this regarding this situation i was in the uber yesterday and i saw this guy outside of a nice hotel okay and he was spraying cleaning up and i saw a homeless man come up to him and he I, they were just chatting like it was very very cool and the guy asked him if he could like 
pretty much like shower in his water. And the guy just stood there and he sprayed for him. And the guy put out his water bottle, he filled it up. And then he let this guy like clean up and he washed his face in it. And they talked for a little bit and then he walked away. And I was like, what? Okay. If, if everybody could be like that a little bit more and like, uh, that would just, I thought it was a very humanizing moment. I was like, okay, like this is a different world, but it's still like, there's still good people. There are still like, not every homeless person is going to kill you. It, like, yeah. these are just people at the end of the day. So I think that's the, the positive. That's so wholesome. Yeah. When really. did you see that? Yeah. Last night. It's come back from Silver Lake. That's kind of beautiful. Yeah. It was just a moment and it was very good energy and it was like, nobody was f- afraid of each other. Like we just remember that we're human. Right. And it's nice. Hey man, I love that. I love that. I think that's a great place to wrap it up. I mean, so you're going to tell the moon boy to move here, huh? Yeah. I'll All probably right. tell him to move here. I love it. I'll Work. tell him to, to, uh, to bring his swim trunks. What do you got coming up that you're excited about? Um, I'm trying to start something new where I am doing like an animated little animated talk show I told you about. I'm excited yeah. about that. I'm very excited about that as well. Um, I think it's going to be fun. It's just going to be, I'm just going into it with no motive, no desire for success. I'm just going to be myself and see how far it takes me. And I'm trying to go fully authentic as myself on it and not really worry about anything. Mm-hmm. And I think it will, uh, I think it will be good. It'll be fun. It'll be therapeutic for me. Yeah, man. I mean, the whole mentality of just seeing what sticks, man, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. I mean, if there's anything I learned from 2020, you know, I, I came up with this saying, I wrote it down on a piece of cardboard that's in my bedroom. It says 2018, uh, sorry, 2019, not enough, 2020 too much. And I want 2021 to just be right. Just, just be just right. And I'm like, 2019, like I wasn't doing enough for like, I, I wasn't utilizing my brand as much as I should have been. I wasn't thinking outside of the box and starting new ideas and projects as much as I should have. And 2020 was too much in the opposite direction. You know, COVID started and I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to fall victim to having to stay home for a month. I'm going to, you know, do everything and anything. I'm going to utilize every second of every day. And I was doing like a million things every day, dude. And I had no help. I had, didn't meet Emily yet. And it was just, it got very spread my bandwidth so fucking thin that quality went down the drain to be completely honest with myself. And then in retrospect, you look back at the year and you're like, well, here's what stuck. Here's what didn't work. Take the stuff that stuck and expand on it. So I'm like, that's why 2021 is just going to be just right. That's why you just trying new things, man, is so um, important. You know, just just literally seeing. It almost has like a bad connotation, that saying, like seeing what sticks to the wall. Right. Because it's like you're just splatting shit and seeing. But like to me, it's just like, it's just like give shit a try. See what works. See what sticks to that wall. And at the end of the day, look at what's sticking on that wall, take it off and be like, I'm going to work with this and be like, right. You know, how can I expand on it? And and the common uh, misconception about that is that people often think that when the shit sticks to the wall, that it has to be uh, a result of like something like a big, uh, a bit like you're getting a lot back from it. Like it, it doesn't always mean like you throw something at the wall and you are famous and you're like, Oh, I went viral. It's like this. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. it could just also be like you throw at the wall and you had the best time making it. You learned so much small win you. Yeah. Like I think that that's like the kind of mindset that I've been trying to put myself in this year. Like I don't, I don't want to care about getting famous. I want to care about making cool stuff. And like, if that happens when I do it, cool. Yeah. But I think like, uh, 
that's like something I learned this year and that like is a good piece of advice I think you would probably agree with. I do agree with it, man. How about you, Emily? Do you agree with that? Um, I feel like this year for me is all about setting new goals. I don't know. I think that I'm at the point where I'm trying to do everything and anything. Nice. I mean, I'm like a little bit behind you guys over here, so I think I've like been just like hustling trying to get myself to like start a career and get myself out here and now that I'm here and like have kind of gotten to where I envisioned myself, I need to start over and be like what's next? What's the next goal? I mean, it's you're you're in a different spot, but it's the same spot at yeah, the end of the day. Yeah, 100%. Like you pretty much like we we all just said the same thing. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like we just want to make cool shit and we want for it to work and the only way to do it is by just doing a little bit of everything and seeing what you fuck with personally. Seeing what made you have the most fun. Right. Um Amen. I think that's the perfect spot to wrap it up. Where could people find you if they wanted to find you? Uh, my Instagram is at Matt the Bat, and so is my YouTube. I would say subscribe to me on YouTube because I am trying to get a bit, little bit more of a platform on there. Maybe eventually get monetized and like you know do that kind of stuff. Uh, or TikTok is Bat Shit Shit Show. Don't follow me on there. You can go check it out if you're curious, but don't worry about it. It's uh. <laughs> <laughs> you might be a little bit weirded out, but uh, everywhere else is totally safe. But just my TikTok is a little weird. So <laughs> it's, I mean, dude, I, I'm, I'm a fan of all of it. Thanks, check man. out wherever you want to check out. And Emily, since you're new on the podcast, new on the team, do you want to plug in your uh, Instagram perhaps? Yeah. I mean, if you want to come check it out, it's Emily Lush, L-E-S-C-H. Uh, my Instagram isn't like huge or anything, but I do it for fun. So you have you some good have, stuff on there. If you want to have fun with me, yes. some animal drawings. Yes, it's all it's about good. having fun, um, following the people that will inspire you when you're scrolling on your timeline. Um, I that got weirdly selly at that point. <laughs> I feel like a salesman. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it, everybody. Thank you for... Uh, for listening and yeah make sure you you're following this podcast on apple podcasts or subscribe to it on spotify or uh, wherever you listen to it really just make sure you're you're on you're on board for the ride and uh like i said and i continue to say looking forward to doubling down on the authenticity of this podcast and just having on more friends and having good discussions how long was this shit like an hour an hour in six minutes nice it felt I got that so good natural. internal clock baby didn't it feel so natural no no <laughs> i felt really awkward being next to you dog oh okay yeah you even touched smell. me under the table this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no this is this is super fun and i'm i feel like with the show version i wish we were like you were here during the show version it, it was, was more performative like it was like yeah, a yeah display we, we couldn't get down to a solid conversation and uh you live and you learn folks throw that shit on that wall see what sticks and you never know what might happen next. Uh, thanks, Matt, for coming on. Thank Appreciate you for having it. me. Can't Appreciate wait for it. you to uh, stay in L.A. full time. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see. Um, all right, cool. Thanks, uh, thanks, Emily, as well. And thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace, peace. Mm-hmm.